no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. And we're back. Happy New Year and all that. It's a leap year and all that. So, you know, Jaru was about to turn 11 and all that. What is that? Jaru's birthday is February 29th. Why do you know that? Because at Joe Green told me on Instagram. Oh. Um, but this is the Stereo Bros. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. Episode 40. Happy the show New and Kemp year. episode. Happy New Year. It's the year of the monkey. Okay. And I think I'm making that up. Could somebody be. somebody confirm. Oh. No. Okay, it's your boy PL Patagonies <laughs> and Lattes. It's Jazzy. Hat Shepsuit. We're here at Blackroom Studios with Creative Sam. Mm-hmm. He out here creating. Yep. But he yep. said to all the uh, gangster drill rappers in Brooklyn, don't come to the studio with more than three people. Because <laughs> he's going to save you in and out. <laughs> we're going to put a pause on things we miss about Brooklyn because there's still not much we're missing. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Brooklyn's Brooklyn. Listen, we love Brooklyn, right? <laughs> but we're also not going to just like force the issue if it's nothing that we're missing right now. We love it. We're here. We we're it. enjoying. So, But Kwanzaa Crow, we participated in it. I feel it's leader at Hesh Shep yes, Suit. Such a good job. Did an amazing job. First of all, it was my first time. I don't like crowds. Like I'm not <laughs> a, a social guy like that. I'm a introverted extrovert, meaning I want to fuck with you on my own terms when I want to. <laughs> But that shit was lit. It was mad people. It was dope vibes. Yes. Shout out to Carrie, a.k.a. Overfab, yeah. and her sister, Crystal. Hell of an event. I thought it was well organized. I had no issues getting tickets, getting... Like, it was just across the board, dope energy. I was mm-hmm. getting my harambe on and all that. <laughs> um, you was getting your soca on. I was getting my soca right? on. We seen you we with seen the moves, you. like See the footage Jagger. and all that, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, after enough rum punches... Be surprised what my, my ankles and legs can do with my hips <laughs> yeah. too, man, and all that. But shout out to all the spots on our crawl, um, on our crawl route. Shout out to Ed Drew, smile a lot, bartender. What? I think Savvy had all the spots that we went to. Was the best. It was so lit. It was so lit in there. Their so food lit. is Buy good too. Yeah. Drinks good, food good. But I've been there a few times now, and there's always a good vibe. Yeah. The staff there is amazing. Yeah, yeah, the staff um, is really good. No Street Station had a amazing, had an amazing DJ. Yeah. Um. Su- uh, Yo, sweet. sweet Brooklyn. That first DJ was yeah. acting like it was two in the morning. Yo. That party yeah. went up fast. But I every was like Jesus. But every time we've been there, because Jazzy had a brunch there, he yeah. always OD. Oh like, my god, he's a fire DJ. I'm like, uh, bro, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> Sweet Seven O Four, and we could probably go in in, in depth in spot. Yeah, Seven O Four just had mad space, so yeah, I was down yeah. there. People sent me footage of me. Afterwards, <laughs> I was like, oh man, I was yo, I was. Making passa passa, passa passa with a ribbon there. Yo, the footage that came out was crazy. But all I remember was a cougar on my body, like, hey. Good night. And I'm just like, good night. We're only five minutes into this. No, no. I'm like, why is she, like, where was hot? Where was hot? I'm like, I'm like, move, get away. I'm here with my wife. And she was like, 
basically saying, yeah, I saw. And I was like, what the fuck's he talking about? <laughs> the next day, wifey cousin sent me the footage. I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, we was in there getting crazy. What? At the Notion Station, that at that point, the group lost a lot of momentum. Yes. And, you know, folks had kind of dispersed. Yeah. But I've been in that spot before, too. And that spot got some amazing... Yes. Bar food. You know, and oh, really? yeah, nah. what was most interesting? So, like, okay, so if we had to go spot by spot, right? Our spot, first spot for Team 24A was Sweet Brooklyn, and we had DJ Chaos. Mm-hmm. Excellent, 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 excellent DJ. Good run punches, too. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the run punches were very, very good. Um, um, our second spot was again Savvy B Show. Shout out to Fatima and her fiance Dwayne, who are part of the owner group there. Um, and obviously, Drew Smile a lot was the bartender that was holding it down, the DJ. I forget the DJ's name. Oh my gosh, I feel so um, bad. Um, I'll come back Envy, on a future Blue. episode with it. No, no. But he was fairly good too. Yeah. He um, was and good. I, I, I think Savvy had a great energy. He had like a little compa rhythm mm-hmm. section that I appreciated with everything in my being. I was scared when that came on. Stop it. <laughs> I, what I appreciated about Sweet Seven Hundred Four was that um, it was big, and we actually had another team there with us at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like a well placed respite. I felt like people needed an opportunity. A to What's a respite? What's a respite? A respite is just a break. Like, okay. like just a space because. The first party was a party party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second party was a party party again. People were just getting really drunk mm-hmm. and savvy really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so um, when we got to Sweet 704, I felt like people were bubbling. That was when people mm-hmm. were like, okay, I'm not going to make it. The drinks, I, side interrupt you. Yeah. Their drinks were not it though. No, sweet seven yeah. did not have the drinks. It was it was way mad too sweet. sugar sugary. Yeah. But um, I felt like people assessed where they were at Sweet Seven Hundred Four to see if they could continue or if they should leave. Right. So I, there were a number of people who were like, "I'm not gonna make it," because at that point you'd been partying for six to seven hours. Hours, right? So I mean, it's fair that you didn't. Yeah. Make when it I went home at twelve o'clock, I was like, "Wait, I've really been out since two. Yes, ma'am. Like, and Nostrum Station, I, because I, I had to go to all four spots. Nostrum Station had a very lit group still. I had to leave them, mofos. <laughs> I was like, I can't even keep my eyes open anymore. I'm tired. But it turned into like this weird Greek party. Oh, really? Y'all, they were strolling. It was so active. I was like, oh. <laughs> were they strolling like? How they sh- like how Rotimi strolled in that movie Burning Sands because the niggas no. blow up on that shit. And Rotimi you know was off- in Burning Sands. Yeah, I, I have to go back and watch that. <laughs> Yo, what? They stroll game was like, all right. Rotimi was let's in set Burning it Sands. That's and hilarious. it was just like. For those who can't see, for those who can't see, picture the stiffest, most unorthodox, most unrhythmic person. <laughs> Throwing swords, blades, whatever you want to call them, but literally throwing them, like but throwing them away. Throwing them, not like <laughs> they're not, not throwing them, but just like nothing, just, just throwing, throwing them. them. And that's what that's what he did. I'm happy he, his punk ass is dead. <laughs> oh no! Spoiler alert! Spoiler right. alert! Oh, sorry. Wait, Everybody, that was last wow, week. Wow, so that was what? last week. Anyway, sorry, but back. <laughs> Back, but back to it. It turned into like it, it still kept its energy, and there were a lot of people who were still like really engaged in the party. Um, I had myself two tacos and I bounced. Um, at Notion Station, and next Notion. time you go okay, there, okay, so they have good food. Not, no, 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 listen, listen, duly noted. I'm challenging everybody listening and my, my team, yeah, go there, get a couple of rum punches, yeah, get the, the wings and the fry. The fries are lit, yo, the fries are good as fuck. I don't know what they got <laughs> in them shits, but it's like. Really good old bay and okay. some salt and pepper right. or something, but it's it's fine. They putting that hair on in the middle. Sure it's good, yo. <laughs> they sure are. But like it was a good time. I got a lot of positive feedback. A lot of people who had never done Kronza Crawl before 
were just like, yo, I had a really good time start to finish. Um, there were people who were like, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but they appreciated being able to like see other black people on the street right, and, but, and celebrate at the mm -hmm. same time with them. Um, so it was really, really, really cool. Um, I, you know, if the card, if it's in the cards for me next year, I do it again. And, um, and you know, we we cure You gotta do it again, more. yo. Yeah, no, it was great. There were a lot of people who were like, yo, I tried to make it on your team and, and it was sold out sold out or whatever. And so I'm like, yo, next year, fam, you know, if I pull up and say I'm doing it again, please pull up early. Please do not hit me even two weeks before this joint about how I get on. When the tickets go on sale, just buy it. Mm -hmm. Just buy them. Okay? So And it's on Saturday next year. And it's on Saturday next year. It's going to be Crazy, crazy. I'm gonna be so fucking thotted out. <laughs> I'm gonna get one of them like uh, woke woke black guy like hats. Like what's uh, a woke black guy? A hat? kufi is a woke black. No, guy. not a kufi. I'm gonna get one of them kente cloth like box hats. <laughs> I'm gonna get one of them suits <laughs> and an onk. I'm gonna be out there, yo. Um, what I will say too, yeah, is that what I really appreciated about it was that people on other teams. That was in Brooklyn because th th there was a team that went to like bleachers and like all yeah. the parts over there. Yeah. And they looked like their shit was turned up yeah. too. But then the people that was further in Fort Greene looked like, it looked like everywhere Where it was except Harlem yeah. was like wild turned up. Nah, yeah. nah, I'm fuck with y'all. Harlem, Harlem had some good Harlem looked too. like they was turned too, but everybody that was in Harlem was like, bro, where are you at? I'm yeah. like, I'm in my hood, Quasicore. <laughs> right. I told y'all mofos to fuck with me. Yeah, exactly. And y'all said, oh, no. The beauty uh, the beauty of <laughs> it being said, oh, in no. the hood. In like, the just hood, girl. Walked. I just walked and walked home. Sign, like, my Uber was $5. I was like, shit was, praise God. I'm on my way home. was 7 home. I tipped him like 25%. <laughs> yeah. I had right. a discount. <laughs> I tipped him. I was like, thank God. And then, you know what? To be in bed at all of after all of that, to be in bed by midnight was like, yeah. okay, mm -hmm. this is it. But yeah. I'm very, very happy at the way that it turned out. And I think next year will be even better. Jazz, what were your thoughts? Because I... I, I I no, saw you. I, mean, I, I saw you at times, but I didn't like see you. See you in there. Was, First part, I saw you, and you got footage of me getting my uh, soaker. I was on. lurking from the other side <laughs> of the bar on you and your wifey. Was so um, no, I loved it. I mean, I, I've done this. Is probably my third or yeah, fourth year. Yeah, that I've done Kwanzaa crawl and always happy to support, happy to be involved in whatever way. And I'll be there next year. Spent a lot of money too. Like yeah, like no. I I I endeavored to only spend I think I my goal was to spend I'm not gonna say like actual, you know Yeah, down my but, but I was like, oh okay, he's he's he one punches the first spot, I'm like, okay. The the plan was to do like two or three drinks per spot. Right. I left the first spot having had like having bought like two or three rounds. <laughs> yeah. And the people that was there that I knew bought me drinks. And then at the second spot we saw. We knew the bartender. We knew the bartender. Lord, I was just like, this is not gonna end well. And nah. And sure enough, fast forward to the next spot. I'm just like, uh, seven oh four. Yeah. I tried to. I'm like, okay, these drinks are trash. I said, hey, this is too sweet. Can you like change it up? And I threw like a twenty. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, here, just just change it up for me. Mm -hmm. That's for you. Yeah. Just like I'm not. Do what you right do. Just, yeah. Mm -hmm. She was like, okay. She went back to the same tub. And pour the same shit in again. I'm like, <laughs> Give back that 20. <laughs> um, nah, but it was a hell of a time. Again, shout out to Open Fab. Shout out to Crystal. Shout out to the whole planning committee. Shout out mm -hmm. to all the team leaders. Mm -hmm. We need more stuff like that. And the one critique I heard from people was that they don't understand why they have to pay for a band yeah. and then still pay for yes. food and drink every spot when most crawls 
there's like a set price of let's say it's thirty or forty. Yeah. But that that's all inclusive. Yes. And then what I told people was that these spots typically have higher barriers to entry. Yeah. And the goal is to infuse them with money. Right. So you should want to break bread with your people. Now, granted, the one thing I will tell the committee in the future is we need not just like dedicated drinks and mm-hmm. menus, but yes. specials. Yes. There's no reason why people should be paying fifteen dollars for, for an entree. Yes, absolutely. Like that's correct. beastie. And you know, and what I will say is that, you know, there were some that we we, you know, uh um Carrie and her sister did a really good job at like, you know, reaching back out to the team leaders like what is the what were your thoughts on the crawl where can we optimize and that's that's always a positive sign that people are willing to accept the critique so that they can you know do better next year but that was pretty much a resounding concern it's like where's the value for the the consumer in the sense that they've purchased the band and now they they have specials quote unquote but they're the specials are not in the same price range per mm-hmm. per venue and then the the price point is can be high depending on mm-hmm. so like what and that's what made me appreciate places like Savvy B Show that had a separate rum bar from their bar you know what I mean so where it's like the price point is the same at this mm-hmm. spot I saw the the other table I'm like yeah that. no but the, but it was like this one consistent price you can if you only meant to spend $15 you now know you can get X amount of drinks, drinks at, right. this, at this cost so like I, I appreciated things like that and I think that once we brought it back to their attention now they're they're finding ways to kind of incorporate all of that in bathrooms year. So something to tweak for next year. Absolutely. Exactly, because Savvy only had one bathroom, so, so that was that's the only show I had with it. Was yeah. situation. But with the first spot, the staff there wasn't as warm. Like, yeah, like the women pouring drinks. I'm like, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. Hey, just like looked at me mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. fuck you want. Mm-hmm. And I'm just. But like, we've been there before, and they've had good yeah. service. So, so I, I but, think it can but be but a little like overwhelming. It can yeah. be, but guess what? I work the customer service at like. The Gap in Models. Yeah. And I feel like if you overwhelm, stay home that day. Call out. <laughs> people going to go get that money, okay? I have no sympathy for people that aren't. Like, you can't be in the service industry and not have customer service. No, that I understand. That, that I understand a great deal. I, I We will say that I don't think that, that those particular people reflect the entire Sweet Brooklyn staff. But 704, not. Yeah. The entire staff at, at Sweet Brooklyn is lit. Yeah, so yeah. I don't hold it against them. But yeah. even at 704, it's just like the chicks wasn't warm. I'm yeah. like, fam, like. Yeah. You got a bunch of black professionals spending mad money. Yes. Well, that's it, like lighting up. Spot. Yeah. <laughs> it is. No, no, it's a hood spot, but it's still like No, true, but but this but this is a great opportunity learning opportunity for them. And this is why I think the crawl works so well because the businesses aren't without areas of improvement right. as well. And mm-hmm. they're able to highlight that in this crawl Factory. where people are like, "Yo, your drinks are this. Yo, the wait time for food was this. Yo, your staff isn't warm." This is all mm-hmm. stuff that they need in order to stay competitive and to the stay bouncers in business. too, like as the bouncers love me. Seven oh four. I was like, oh my. I was like, oh my gosh. Yo, shout out to the bouncers. Do his pet frisking me. I'm like, fam, fam. The handgun is not here. Like, it's not on me, fam. Like, I don't have the hammer, sir. Well, I'd rather they be uh, cautious, especially in this day. Uh, sorry, I don't want um a dude that looked like Bam Bam Bigelow frisking me, or Mark I, Henry frisking me. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. I almost Mark ran. Henry. Shut up. I almost ran. <laughs> I wanted to run. But didn't y'all would have said I ran? Yeah. That's exactly what have. Oh. <laughs> um, but. see what you were doing there. <laughs> Knee slapper. King Dad Jokes is in the building, by the way. My alter ego is in the building. Welcome and all back. That. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year and all that. But we got to talk about a crisis right now that's going on in the Middle East in Iran between America and um, 
Iran, as people that don't know, they call it Iran, but it's uh, Iran. Um, <laughs> essentially, for those that don't know or living under a bubble, um, Iran is one of the powerhouse countries in the Middle East, mm-hmm. and we, we've had tension with them for the last 40 years, and recently, Trump was out there, and even before Trump, like, America's been out there doing dirt, and recently, Trump bodied um, the equivalent of their, I guess you could call them, like, the second... Not Secretary of State, but like the top like war general person. Commander. Thank you. I don't know what we call it here. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was their commander. War commander uh, co- or like mm-hmm. defense secretary or whatever. Yeah, but I think he was I'll let you continue. I don't know exactly what his like what the American He had is. several roles that were uh kind of a blend of several different people in our what right. we would call our, you know, top cabinet. Yes. He had a very blended role right. there. So it wasn't just so like we... commander of war, but he was very diplomatic and I think he was uh uh instrumental in a lot of their strategy and how they move with Iraq and um what do you call Syria as well. So what would you if you had to equate Just him to somebody, call him a commander. No, nah, but what would you like? Pick somebody in Trump's cabinet. Who would you equate him to? Pence. Mm, he wouldn't be vice president. Let's say like, uh, be a let's State? say like, uh, well, not a Mitch McConnell. A Maybe like Mitch State McConnell, maybe? the war general rolled into one. Like, mm. so like a pretty important dude. Trump took it upon himself without even consulting allies or, or Congress, and I think there is. A loose resolution right now that was passed during the Clinton era that they still use to kind of justify taking military action. Mm-hmm. And then Iran responded by firing 15 missiles, warning Iraq before they did so, but they fired missiles at an American base and a plane fell out of the sky. It was like, oh shit, something happened with a plane, but they admitted today that they actually shot Dro- that shit Dro- down. Shot that shit down. Lord. And the Pope had to step in and say, yo, bro, like, you bugging. It's the first time I've seen Trump not talk mad spicy. Like, yeah. he, he killed the Iranian leader and then posted the American flag. The Iranians retaliated and posted their flag. Yeah. And what was crazy about all of that was I got family in the military. And I saw pictures of people. And I posted a picture, too, of, like, you said it was going to be um, a dope year and it's, it's fucking Pearl Harbor. And... That's essentially what we almost fucking ran into. Mm-hmm. But to see people in, in airports and pictures of people in airports by the thousands going overseas, poor white and black people going to mm-hmm. to fight in a war or excuse me, not even a war, but preparing to respond to a conflict over nonsense yeah. is kind of like baffling. But I also think that Trump tweeted years ago, don't let Obama start a war to save his presidency. Looks like that's what this motherfucker's doing. Yeah. It looked like he's legit starting a war to save his presidency. So it's a it's an interesting time. It's scary, um, but I really hope that everybody comes home safe, and I hope that this does not escalate because. But scary. I 
haven't seen people be that afraid recently. No, no, I have family in the military. Well, yes, no, I'm not. I clearly because you're worried about those people overseas, but the sense of urgency is definitely no longer there after the Twitter jokes stopped, and you know people got others together speaking about you know military when people have families going overseas. Once people got dragged mm-hmm. for laughing and doing mm-hmm. all that, everything has seemed to die down, and I don't know, like. The heightened sense of alert that I'm sure Iran, uh, Iranians and, and Iraqis are under is definitely not the same sense of, like, fear and urgency that's going on in America right now. Oh, absolutely not. And, I mean, I just think it's, I don't want to say unfair because clearly I don't need any war on this side. But um, I'm saying, like, it, it's sad that we as a country are not, I don't know. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, war. Like, it's something that goes on somewhere else and ruins other people's economies, other people's, you know, cultural structures and, 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 and like, just their world is turned upside down. They don't touch us. It's like, oh, we might, you know, gas may go up. (laughs) You got to have higher, you know, prices and, and, and less maybe conveniences. But as a whole, it doesn't really affect us outside of those that are participating in, in the military. That's so true. You know, I, I, we just have a different sense of war. And I, I don't, I think if people, had where if we had war here or if outside of the terroristic you know threats that we do are we do succumb to sometimes but outside of that if people were afraid that missiles would hit their home i think you might be a little bit more um critical of your government and their choices to do certain things if you knew what kind of, you know, if there was more of a detriment or a risk of detriment to you physically in your home, in your, you know, where your family is versus that over there. And yeah, we got the bigger guns. Yeah, we got the bigger missiles and we're going to... First of all, did you watch that um, press conference that he gave? Nah. He was talking spicy? He kind of caught. No, he was rolling it all the way back. But <laughs> there's no Obama on the But boom. He but he blamed everything on Obama, and then he kept talking about he's like, first of all, America is in energy independent, and we make our own energy. And, and I was just that's there like, that's a lie. What yeah. America is he talking about? Where is Maury with the lie detector? So quick history lesson. <laughs> what? Quick history lesson, right? So gas in this country used to be thirty two cents a gallon. Wow. Thirty two cents a gallon. You know what changed that? What? When we supported the wrong country in the 70s. Mm. I'm not going to say which country we supported. Okay. <laughs> but uh, the Palestinians weren't happy with us and they were part of OPEC. Mm. And mm-hmm. um, there was, one, there was stagflation, meaning high inflation and high prices mm-hmm. and low wages, right? So our economy was destroyed. But OPEC was essentially all of the countries that controlled Let's say 80% of so the our... Oil, the oil? The world's oil. The world's oil, yeah. They said, okay, America, that's how you're moving? Watch this. Yeah. Turn the knob a little bit, and the gas lines were looking like a horror movie. Like, people was waiting <laughs> 12 hours for gas. People was waiting so long for gas that they was running out of gas, waiting for gas. Mm. And gas went from, like, 32 cents to, like, 175 or something wild like that in, like, a week. It was crazy. Jesus. And then right after that, um, Iran went to the embassy and was like, okay... Anybody black or brown in here, get out. Right. And they, that was Keep the- Keep that same energy, Iran. Right, please. That was, that was the, 
Yvonne Contra affair. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carter almost lost his job. That was President Carter because it took him damn near almost a year to get these people back. And it may take longer than that. I don't remember the, the exact time frame. It took man long to free these hostages. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like freedom. It was like, no. He's like, <laughs> freedom. He's like, no. no. <laughs> Do something. Right. Right? Like, our country right now is very much like, is you either pro-war or you anti-American. But people have to put it into context. Like, we're not some innocent country that just mm-hmm. randomly has stuff happen. Yeah. The last few wars we've been in, Iraqi war, Afghanistan war, it was over minerals. Mm-hmm. It was over resources. Persian Gulf and then Iraq were connected because Bush, Bush won. They kind of won, but not really. And his son was like, well, I still got unfinished business. So that's why they started that war. Mm-hmm. It was over oil. Mm-hmm. Saddam wasn't doing nothing to us. Right. Right? But those wars, as you said, didn't touch us. The last war that really touched us was World War Two, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Korea touched us in that we was... Now, nah, actually, not so much Korea. World War Two, we was taking Japanese Americans and putting them in camps. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about this shit, but... Legit, we had the Japanese yeah. were put in concentration camps. Yeah. They were interned yeah. by FDR. People yeah. talk about him like he's some great guy. Mm-hmm. He did foul shit too. Mm-hmm. Like anybody that was Japanese American mm-hmm. got put into not the Germans, yeah. mm-hmm. not the exactly. Italians, exactly. who were our enemies in that war. Yeah. The Japanese were put into internment camps. Yeah. Right? And then with Vietnam, that was the first war that people saw every day on ABC. Mm-hmm. Americans dying. Yeah. Poor Americans dying every day. Oh, so yeah. since Vietnam, they don't broadcast certain shit in America. Yeah. So that's how people feel like at arm's length with it. Persian right. Gulf War, they didn't show a lot of shit on TV. Right. BBC and Al Jazeera was showing niggas getting like they, they whole shit Al, apart. Yo, Al Jazeera be giving it up. Right? So <laughs> that's why now, media-wise, they control the narrative. is like, Oh, we heard that there's no American. You mean to tell me that they they fired fifteen? But he missed exactly, and no Americans died. And nobody got like. Right. And you know that that actually is like the 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 roughest part about this whole this whole Iran thing for me. I do not watch the news. Mm-hmm. I purposely have excluded that shit out of my diet because which is or smart. My livid and sometimes you gotta do that. It's entirely too much. I you know, and I feel like. As soon as I heard about this, I was like, where have we seen this before? Like, I'm not, well, I'm not even 40 yet. Nobody <laughs> right. in here is. And right. we've seen this already, mm-hmm. where here is some distant country in the Middle East. Suddenly, you've mm-hmm. killed a high-ranking official. You're celebrating it. The rest of the country has no fucking clue why you went over there and did it. Mm-hmm. But somehow, it's it's to be celebrated. With Gaddafi. Now, we have to pay for it with our cousins, with our brothers, with our, with our husbands. While you go in your bunker. Right, while you go in your bunker. And then on top of it, it's like, oh, you have to just trust that this guy is a bad man. And then somebody's going to feed us facts about how he harmed his own people and how we should have gone over there. We, we should have done this sooner or how some president failed to have done it before. And, you know, we should actually celebrate this decision to do this because America is better positioned to do X, Y, and Z. What is X, Y, and Z? We still have no fucking clue because we don't really know what the fuck you went over there to do in the first place. And so for me, once I heard it and then to hear how crazy he was talking on social media and all, all this other stuff, I just was like, you know what? Nothing about this seems one brand new and none of it seems intelligent. So I don't think I think we're gonna pay regardless, but I refuse to pay extra attention to it. Like it's it's just too much. I'm just glad the people of Iran know that 
we don't fuck with this right. dude. Right. It's not us. <laughs> it's not it us. It is not us. I please. need you to not come to the hood right. when you send them missiles right. for Trump. Just don't point them right. in Brooklyn. Tam, don't, don't point it at Midtown when I'm at work either. Because if you think if you think about if war hit this, if you hit a, like hit a place like New York, it's, it's fucking lights out. Like you know what I mean? Like there's skyscrapers everywhere, there's glass everywhere, there's mm-hmm. steel everywhere. Like we're not. Everybody gets shot. We're not outfitted for this shit. We're yeah. not. And so it's like. Why would you not even... Cons- you can't even... How you gonna go start war everywhere else and not... Your country can't even withstand if that heat came this way. Why, why, are, we, why are we meddling so much? Like, I just, I, just, I just don't get it, you know? And then I don't trust that we're being all the way um, transparent with our reasons for going over there. And oh, not at all. Just like with Gaddafi he, and all of these he, other folks. He was a beloved figure in Iran. Yeah. Like, they had pictures of him on yes. T-shirts. Yes. Like, I think they, they regarded him as some sort of, like, protector mm-hmm. of them because he was so involved in... Um, apparently, he was early on, he trained up um, certain secret militias um, that were sent into Iraq and in all these different places and he was like their ghost commander wow. I think and um, so I think what well, was the name they gave Jazzy him with but, the research no <laughs> podcast um, uh, the daily um, but yeah so they were just talking about how they are very saddened by and you know people acknowledge that yes there were things that were done that were atrocities yeah. but not to the level where that the they, 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 they say right exactly and not anything recent right. and not anything that America didn't know before even though Trump is like oh we know he was planning such and such attack and that's right. why we went like first of all I believe he was very instrumental in keeping ISIS at bay he was and um, because of his interest in Syria mm-hmm. and in Iraq mm-hmm. they they didn't fuck with ISIS yeah. so he was an ally in that he was trying to stop yeah. not whether or not he was doing it for the good of America He's basically a friend of me. Right, exactly. But, you know? But so, on that same note, the, the thing, when we talk about atrocities in, in other countries, they say things like, oh, in Saudi Arabia, the women don't have rights, which is not completely not true, true right, right? But right. it's also like, we're still committing shit here. Yes. Like, as a black guy, I don't feel comfortable. Like, the other day, I was in um a jerk chicken spot in my hood, and I walked in, and I saw two cops. And... They're in there like, hi, I'll take the jerk chicken with some vegetables from the Rasta pasta and <laughs> sauce on the side. Yeah, it's and, always sauce on the side. Ain't that shit annoying? Could and, you put the sauce on the side? I do the no. same shit too, though. <laughs> I, I do the same shit. Why? Because no. they be dealing with the sauce. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but long story, long story long, on the side. Um, I went to order and the cop was like, oh, excuse me, sir, and like moved out of my way. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, those two cops were like very, their energy was very much like, I care. Because one... They're in the hood buying, like, they're on duty buying food in the hood. Right. But they were very respectful cops. Yeah. I mean, um, but I don't feel comfortable in my own hood when I see somebody with that uniform on. Yeah. And you telling me that my enemy is somebody I never met in Iran. Right. Like, in the same voice of Muhammad Ali, is like, listen, I got no problem with a Viet Cong, with a Viet... Ch-. Like, yeah. nah, because... You oppressing them too. Yeah. That's not my enemy, fam. Yeah, if you remember, uh, Cat Williams had a special years ago. I think it's Pimpin' Pimpin' or another one where he was talking about how um, in the news they always mention insurgents, but they never show you an insurgent. That's like true. You know, he was like he's like we don't really know what an insurgent is like they use words like that but what the reality is we're killing them like mm-hmm. we're not killing no soldiers over there like right. we're over there bombing this civilians and sandals, right. and sandals, exactly. bombing like, grandmas like we're just yeah. bombing people over there and so 
I'm grateful that we're we're so much more conscious um, and vigilant of the of what's happening now. I'm not really sure if we as a people even know how to like say stop this shit, other than you know protesting and like getting on social media, which are all good. But um, I don't know what the next level of putting a cease to this is because our government. I'm not sure if our government functions, you know. Period, like half the time, uh, you know. I don't believe it's functioning in the that, manner it should be. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's what I really mean, like functioning in the manner that it should be. We mm-hmm. have several different moving pieces right now, and and there are very, I don't know, there are conflicting views and and people who we we should be thinking twice on on both sides. Like it's Absolutely. it's ridiculous. Like it's a a huge fucking clusterfuck of shit happening in the in that house that is white right now. Stay woke and don't let 45 distract you from the fact that that man's impeached. And McConnell said that there's enough votes to actually proceed in the Senate, too. Wow. You have to admit that. Like, they, like they got it at some point, and they're finally starting to realize, like, okay, they can protect them with, but for so long. But they also have to realize that they got legacies to protect as well. Yep. So let's see how this plays out. Yep. Stay vigilant. It, it, it may or, or may not play out in that man's favor, but... We'll keep y'all posted. And if and it doesn't, we have other things that we need to start. We need to start thinking about too. Like, yes, about to get my Grenadian passport. Hello, Miss, yo, no, listen, <laughs> at Jazzy. That is. This is a serious. This is, this is so serious. This is a serious matter. First of all, watch your mouth. Uh, but like, <laughs> but like, I have never considered dual citizenship more. Than I do now. No, get it. Listen, why not? Why did you just gotta keep that in the back? Ludicrous. Fucked around and became a citizen of a country the nigga didn't even belong to. Right. His, his wife. wife. His wife. I don't know where you he might. Was, you need to see if Larib can get yeah. you Yo, get you some dual citizenship. Listen, if y'all got the gift of being a first generation American of whatever nation, get it. You might Go need to it. consider getting your passport in another place. Like, just saying. Just saying. This is not legal advice. I'm not even an attorney. But if it's just someone paying attention, so I feel like if there if there is an option for you to shack up somewhere while shit gets tough, mm-hmm. you might want to explore that shit. Only thing is, if you go to like the the Caribbean, though, it's like you're gonna pay eighteen dollars for a whopper. I pay eighteen dollars for a whopper. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Certain shit is mad expensive down there, like. Right, why do you want a Whopper? You're supposed like to be getting the KFC because right. the KFC is so, so much better. I don't want to drop like a... I had KFC in Costa Rica, you know. Was it good? Was it, good? it was excellent. It was excellent. I don't want to drop like a... They be throwing more spices in there. I think drink. that's all it is. It's probably mad MSG in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to... And MSG is not actually bad for you. It's not. Oh, really? That's, it's fake news. It's actually not bad for you. Only, we can't we can't tangent into, into MSG. Yeah, <laughs> but in the Caribbean, they drop like Nissan Zeuses. They drop like random ass like cars. Like it, it's not Ultimas or like Centras. It'd it be some like shit made for the Caribbean. I drive one of them little bullshits. On the... <laughs> oh anyway, gosh. anyway. Um... <sighs> Don't wipe me down. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm gone. Wipe me down. 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 <laughs> so, go to www.sterybros.com to read the article Blurred Lines, in which we discuss the blurred line between black Greek letter organizations mm. and GDIs, goddamn mm-hmm. individuals, or non-affiliated members, mm-hmm. and whether or not there should be a, a stiffer boundary because of people like the rapper Boozy and his recent... Uh, Rocking of a Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity sweater 
capturing it cap refresh, <laughs> putting it on Instagram. <laughs> And then the progression of this was Yo, literally hilarious. So Yo, step, I think step one was he put on a gram that he was going to rock it or something like that. He went shopping for it. And then he got a sweater, went to like a Rockets game, wore the KSI letters and put the hashtag Cap Fresh. And then Cap was guiding their feelings, rightfully so. And he was like, oh, shut up. Can't nobody tell me what the fuck to do. And then a day later, he was like, I just want to say if I offended any members of Cap Alpha Psi fraternity, I apologize. I know what I was doing, um, but what I was told is y'all be y'all be y'all be stepping to wipe me down. So I'm, I'm gonna need you to teach me that the uh, at shimmer. I need you to teach me the shimmer. And then Lil Duval was like, teach me too. But I think that. So what I will say first, I'll step back and say, him acknowledging he was wrong was real shit. Like. Yes. And him apologizing was real shit. Handled very nicely. I think he handled it well. And I think, should the cap teach him how to shimmy? Chris Brown took the whole shit and he put it short in his video. Oh, he like it with you see. Do you like, like it with you? That video, he's shimmying in the, in the video. Oh, yeah. I never saw oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's extraordinary. Yeah. He's really good at it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so, I would imagine he would be. But here's the thing, right? I'm not a capper. I rock right. with mad cappers, though. Shout out to the ones I rock with. The ones I don't, shout out to y'all, too. So good. But as a as a Greek, I've been in situations where people that wasn't Greek did stuff that was inflammatory. And on, on a college campus, if you're not Greek but you see the Greek strolling, you get out the way, yeah. right? You don't wear their letters. You don't you don't throw they they hand sign up. Like you don't do none of that with yeah. your fingers and nothing right. like that, right? Um, and I think that there's rules of engagement to anything because. The Greek world can be equated to the streets in, in in some respects, right? Like, you can't apply or can't hold somebody that's a civilian to street rules, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So, if Miss Johnson, so you can't hold a non-educated person. No, no, to, just hear me. To Greek rules, Miss Johnson in three F can snitch because it's not snitching because she, she's not bound by street rules. So she can say, "Talk calling them and selling that reefer right in front of my door." Right. Come get them. She can do that. She don't subscribe to them. Mm -hmm. But Tarquell can't get locked up for speeding and, and telling the whole operation. Right. Right? Now, in Greek rules, if a person literally doesn't know how important those letters are to anybody in the great eight, I mean, divine nine, right? <laughs> Shout out to the Iotis too. Shout out to the Iotis <laughs> too. You guys matter. All Greeks matter. Even the uh, the bonus shield. You guys matter too. Um, but if I've never gone to college, because before I went to college, I went to step correct and I was just like, <laughs> get these niggas the fuck out the paint. <laughs> Get, these, get them the fuck P like, and I was like, what is that? Yeah, right? I had on a throwback, some eights, and a, people was asking me if I was Greek. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? I'm, I'm black. I'm not Greek. Mm -hmm. And niggas are strolling. I'm like, the fuck, don't fucking push me with that shit. The fuck you, the fuck you niggas doing with this fucking shit? Fast forward. Right. <laughs> I'm probating. Right. Right? <laughs> and I say what to say that once you understand the Greek culture and black Greeks, it's not that you're bound by the rules, but you should at least respect protocol. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know nothing about that shit, you can't like as a as an as an alpha. If I saw somebody with power on, as a man, like a black man with my letters on, I'm gonna be inquisitive, mm -hmm. right? But 
I've seen homeless people with DST letters on, like a homeless guy on Pickett Avenue with a windbreaker on. Right. If I had the bread on me, I would probably bought the the windbreaker off of him. Yeah. Or like bought him a jacket or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But the nigga was homeless. I was not about to tell him, take that shit off right now. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that I've seen videos of soccer moms and pictures of soccer moms on the on the gram with my letters on. Right. Side note, burn powder that you don't want. Please. Or Give it to your Neos, but don't right. like... Do not throw it in a trash. Or have a, a plan for it yeah. right. when you pass. Right, right. So it's situations like that that I feel like as Greeks, we got to be situationally aware and prepared to teach. And the person's willing to learn and teach them. But this mentality of, oh, I'm a wash, I'm a wash boozy or boozy. Like, all that group think about what, you, what you're going to do to somebody that's probably going to mash you out for trying to mm-hmm. be tough. Like... Don't do that. Mm-hmm. You're better off telling him, Boozy, here's why this matters to us and here's why what you did was wrong. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he'll be much more receptive to, to that than a threat. Yep. Yep. So that's my take on it. Read the article. It's called Blurred Lines. It's on www.stereobros.com. I think that um, I think that there's there are a few different issues here. Um, and it's I, I feel like my opinion is going to be biased because um, I... My Greek experience started in a certain vein, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So like, there are certain principles that like I may hold that other people might not hold, Discretion. and I'm aware of that, right? I'm aware of that, and and it's all good. You Discretion. Know what I'm it's all good. Yeah, but I think I think w- the biggest issue is that like people, you you know the saying, people will treat te- like treat you how you teach them to treat you, mm-hmm. and you know, unfortunately, we fall into we've fallen into a culture where like, how was he able to walk into a mall and just buy a shirt? Is my question like what? Like, I don't. Was did he get a, like a Salvation Army? I don't know the facts. In the mall. In the mall. In the mall. Like, was I, it like a Greek store? I'm not. sure. I'm not sure. But like, my thing is like, that is a question, right? Like, the if it, if this is to my understanding, when when I when I joined when I joined Delta Theta, like the understanding was that this was an elite, you know, organization, part of a, an elite class of organizations, mm-hmm. and it's almost like walking amongst common folk. With like as a king, but not losing the common Come touch. touch. Mm-hmm. That's an actual quote, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, and yeah, I can't if... remember the the. I think so. I don't want to. I don't want to lose it. But. Oh, good, oh, good. <laughs> but you know what I mean. And so that's the spirit in which that I pledge. That's, that's the spirit that I've I've I have all my Delta experiences through, um, and I've seen it. You know, we're we're in a, some sort of a bell curve situation right now where mm-hmm. there's more of a push because of pop culture, like to be more of this individual. Like it's more. Mm-hmm. It's celebrated to be an individual mm-hmm. um, as opposed to being a part of a collective. But the odd thing is that everyone ends up doing the same thing in individuality anyway. And everyone ends up looking homogeneous anyway. Right, right. So, like, sometimes it blows my mind when then people p- decide to selectively be upset that someone is wearing your para. You don't wear your para. Mm-hmm. How you? How you? Mad I crossed two years ago. I don't wear para right, anymore. Right. Like, oh, I'm I'm six years in Delta, so like I'm not gonna wear a para anymore. It's like sis. Like people were stepping at twelve years in notes. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't. To me, none of this, none of this excitement. It's Talk kind of, to him. It's kind of funny because it's like mm-hmm. Boosie generally did not mean anything bad by it. Mm-hmm. Secondly, ain't nobody taking shirts off nobody these days. Right. Okay. Everybody in the studio when we was coming through, people got their shirts taken. Mm-hmm. Okay. People got their license plate things. Taken. Even even other even other Greeks. If you went to, uh, let's say, um, Skifi. Yeah. And was talking crazy. Yeah. And was trading with the alphas right. and Ooh, lost. I don't know what trading is. But. And 
Um, <laughs> and Lois and the Barrister Fraternity, they took your tiki off right there in the park in, uh, what was that, 2008, 2009? Okay. Well, um, um, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, but, but, but that's to illustrate that, like, there was a certain level of protected, you know, it was... Yeah, okay. It, you get what I'm saying? So, like, people may not have... People might have thought twice or asked a person before. You know what I mean? Because I feel like generally there was just more of a sense of like, this is a community and you kind of have to respect that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that is translating these days. And in addition, I feel like even if we looked at like some of the issues that are going on now, the presence by the Greek community is not even there. So it's kind of like, who are you respecting? You know it's a group. Well, right. And then people just having different views. Because I'm like, some people are trying to teach him the shimmy and other people are in the comments like, bro, like, what what are are you you doing? doing? Right. Like, so just, he had a live where somebody was on live basically showing him point by point, Point. making him put up a mirror. Like, put your mirror up like this. Right. And Um, they're doing it for social media. Right. And it's just like... I mean, I guess, but that's kind of disrespectful. Right. Like, to yourself. I, so, right, exactly. <laughs> right, like, just to your he's own famous, org. Like, assuming you, you know, earned whatever that means to whoever it means right. to your letters, you're going to just hand them over to somebody because they're famous. Right. Like, and that's, that's selling your letters you, out for cheap. You're like, cheapening your chain. Yeah, that's like, really you're crazy. You're your chain when you let anybody wear it in the yeah. game. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, they should be feel honored that he like. Oh, he's like he's he's in awe right. of of this right. and how great it how great right. it looks and right. how they look. You right. know what I mean? So let him remain in awe. Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> right. It's okay if right. he never learns how to shimmy. Shimmy. It's he'll, okay. He'll go on. Tell him. I love, love Jay Z's two and a half million dollar Rashad Meal. He's not giving it to me like right. here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's the same thing. Like to your point, let him stay in awe. Exactly. Um, but exactly. the other thing too is that. In the last few years, I don't think that we've, as Greeks, as a collective, Mm -hmm. held ourselves up to the standard for which we should be respected. I don't think we put enough uh, distance and been discreet enough in what we do to have people in awe. Right. So much of what we deem sacred is readily accessible Mm -hmm. to the public Mm -hmm. on the internet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like people can see stuff on the internet and, oh, that's... That's why right. oh, you got you got beat up for that. Like right. people saying wild shit right. and dumbing the shit down because people now want to prove so much to people that have no, like if a person is hell bent on misunderstanding you, don't try to convince them otherwise. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Before you felt like well, part of the value was them being in awe and them having uncertainty and not knowing. Right. Right. The less somebody knows the more they have to wonder. Right. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, it's more like, well, that's my man, so, or that's my homeboy or homegirl or whatever, whatever. So people do things around them that mm-hmm. they probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that the young generation really treats Greek life in the way they should. Mm-hmm. They don't, like, even now, people, I know five years out, to my, or two years out, mm-hmm. I don't wear no more. Yeah, I'm like, I don't understand that at all. Like, like people, and it kills me. Like, I went to an event recently, and I'm I'm sitting there talking to, like, older people, and, like, I'm with my young boys, and a couple of my young boys are, like, mad known. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, um, I'm so-and-so. And I'm standing next to him, and he's like, oh, it's my pro fight. And the dude is like, oh, what's up? No. And I looked at him like... Are you serious? I looked at him like... 
I looked at my young no boy. Grin, no <laughs> I looked up. at my young boy, and then there's that meme of like one big eye and one small eye, like uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, like Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. I'm looking like. Uh, Tracy Ellis, I'm not, stop. I'm not even going there. Continue, PNL. I look like, yo, get your man. Yeah. And my young boy looked at me like, and it kind of like tapped dude in the arm. Yeah. And dude was like, oh, I'm blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yo, cool. And then that was one person. Everybody else was like, oh, um, blah, 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 blah. Rock with a chapter, blah, 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 blah. And I'm meeting people from other chapters. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, tell so-and-so I said, what's up? It's like, oh, you know so-and-so? Right. That's my old head, which made me feel mad old. Cause yeah, I'm like, mad, mad seasoned in that right? bitch. <laughs> but I'm saying generally I think there is a level, there is a good amount of respect there. Yeah. But I do think that there is still a growing fracture where some people don't understand their role as a black Greek. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, once you cross into that fold, you're a default leader on your campus Absolutely. and in your community. Absolutely. So when things happen, you should be at the forefront of it. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I will speak not as an official member of Delta Sigma Theta, right. although I am, but I don't want to put it in the vein of right. my sorority. But right. in general, as I see the... Um, uh, strains from national the national organizations mm-hmm. trying to put an end to hazing mm-hmm. and the illegality that, part. That's been stopped years ago. That stopped years ago, right. We know. But in order for them to ensure that it has stopped, yeah. I see the implementation of, you know, not being allowed to have communication mm-hmm. with older members and right. organizations in an effort to make sure that these illegal actions yeah. are not happening. But I feel like it in turn is not, it's not fostering what the organization is it's supposed about. to for, foster right. and is about, is about, you know, sisterhood mm-hmm. and, and mentorship. Yeah. And, you know, yes, you could be mentored by a senior on your campus, mm-hmm. but wouldn't you much rather somebody who has weathered 10, 15, yeah. 20 years of life yeah. telling you. Like K. Michelle. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, (laughs) Telling, no, but giving you the real and telling you, you know, hey, I know it's not like this on your campus now, but back in my day, you know what I mean? It gives you a a, a better reverence for what you have. And like, I I just think that's becoming lost in an effort to make sure that, you know, illegal things are not happening. And (laughs) and and I will say, like, you know, I've, I've, um, I think the a, lot, a large part of the issue, and I can't speak for again, I can't I can't speak for any or even even mine. Mm-hmm. Like I won't. Um, but at the same time, it's like the more you try to make a fraternal organization a business, like right. the more you lose the essence. And mm-hmm. I find that there are def- many different reasons as to why this epidemic is kind of happening. Like for example, like you, there the the culture of snatching up collegiate chapters. You know what I mean? Seven. When this whole goddamn thing was started by collegiate chapters, right. it's asinine. And I just think, you know, you're snatching them because they're not, they're alluding to doing things. In some cases, they are correct. Yeah, but I but honestly think allow, it's more of a financial thing but, and because they're right. not producing as much money as right. an alumni. Oh, right. sorry, we talking to right. you. No, we, we, <laughs> no, 
but, 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 <laughs> right, but like, Jazzy, that is what mm-hmm. that is fundamentally the problem, mm-hmm. right? Because if you can snatch them off something like money, then what then what the fuck is the point of putting sisterhood or brotherhood right. in any of the descriptors? Right. Because you're snatching you're snatching people charters for things you're allowing big alumni chapters with members who are fifty mm-hmm. to do. do. Right. They why are we lining up at any new new initiate presentation mm-hmm. why are you greeting anybody at mm-hmm. a new initiate presentation because it good and cool. goddamn well you ain't greet a goddamn thing but yourself right every day mm-hmm. for whatever amount of time you were you were studying for your exams right you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like it's risk shifting too right it's 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 like it's like it's not okay to do this because it's costing us money but it's okay to do it here because it's generating funds so it's it, the and messaging that's what, and that's what they fun. came here for right <laughs> because because these some of and 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 i don't know who's gonna do the dissertation on this but like you know you have to look at how many of of those members are lasting because mm-hmm. they're dropping out of out of active duty too mm-hmm. and because there's no emotional connection to, to the it. sorority mm-hmm. they got in off the paperwork like you asked they're paying the dues like you asked but there's no oral tradition there might not be any oral tradition there might not be an opportunity for them for us to pass on the nuances of why it's important to be like how the letters make you a leader and how the letters make you you get what i'm saying and so that is that is what is seeping in and as we move f- further and further you know generations away from from maybe some of the things that we were exposed to then um you know we're kind of looking at at a professional organization like anyone that exists in a law school or Unfor- a nursing program. Unfortunately, that's kind of what it. That's kind of yeah. what the trajectory is looking like. So, I say all all in all, um, I don't think Boosie meant any harm. Um, I think if you want to flame up about something, you better make sure that you are active and and pro- protecting it. That you yourself respect it, right? And embody, embody, embody whatever it. your your mission statement is, whatever your founders right, is, right? Right. Embody that because a lot of y'all out here complaining. Yeah. But you on the internet's living a public life. Yeah. That and are embodying what you're supposed it. to. That is it. That is it. Because you don't take your letters off, right? Like you, it's like your skin. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, if you didn't understand I what- I tattooed mines on my body. Like, I never take them off. I did not. But still, um, if you, if you- That's fine. Take your, you know, if you take your commitment seriously, then, you know, take it seriously. And others will too, because you'd be, you'd be passively teaching them how to treat you mm-hmm. and mm. your stuff. So. What's that work word? Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. Ooh, I thought you would like never ask me or whatever. Butterfly in the sky. (laughs) I can fly twice as high. Take a look. It's in the book. Cause she reads like 10 a week. (laughs) I do not. Who reads mad books? Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Um, our first word of 2020 is not, is uh, actually a German word, I believe. And um, everybody ready for it? Wiener yes. schnitzel. Drum roll. <laughs> Woo. The word is schadenfreude. 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 It's like Schadenfreude. 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 I'll get the root for you guys in a second. But Schadenfreude uh, is the satisfaction or pleasure felt at someone else's misfortune. 
Now that's not a that's not a very positive. That's uh, lit. That's <laughs> lit. It's not Yo, a very positive meaning, but she turned me down, and then some bozo got her pregnant. I felt mad, shot in front of it. That is so <laughs> cool. That's kind of cool. I don't I, like I don't know it. if your conjugation was perfect, but like it's Probably that not. was good. That was good. I don't know what the uh, what, what the next tense is. Like you, you should I probably felt, say I felt Schadenfreude. No, I was I was had hap- a feeling of. I had a feeling of Schadenfreude when that bozo knocked her up and then oh. left her. Yes, that would be accurate. Mm-hmm. That would be accurate because it's a noun. Yes, lit. Good word. Yeah. Good so you know, I don't know if we we should probably this should probably be like a shortened slang version of that word. Shawden. Good luck with that one. Shawden. She shawdened me. She shawdened me. I'm feeling mad shawden <laughs> I'm right feeling now. mad shawden. Mad shawden. Shawden fraud. Feeling mad shawden, yeah. But um, shawden fraud. That's the word, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed. Use it in your next conversation. Blow your guests away. <laughs> Facto. Ah. 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 Who's ready? Are we ready? Ass. Jazz. Z yeah. 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 Hi guys. Did y'all feel the spirit finger? I did. I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope that could be. Happy good. 2020. Hope you spent 20 uh the beginning of 2020 with a loved one. Yeah. Post Malone on TV. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shout out to y'all that spent 2020 with Post Malone too. <laughs> I didn't get to watch Don Lemon get drunk this year. I'm kind of sad about it. I saw some clips, but it wasn't as funny as watching it live. Um, so uh, to get 2020 started, we're going to take a page out of the reel. Um, What's that? Some TV show that comes on after Wendy. Um, but Meatball shop. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Somehow they got on the topic of, I guess, Kevin Hart cheating on his wife and his thoughts on it in that wasn't even his, on purpose in his it, shut okay. up okay okay <laughs> okay <laughs> right Sam uh, it wasn't on purpose right creative Sam is like if you don't leave yeah, me do not bring do what him I in do. this um, but anyway Lonnie Love made some remarks about black men specifically for those that don't know for, who is Lonnie Love Lonnie meeple, Love meeple is our soror <laughs> She actually is. She actually is. Yeah. Um, but Wait, yeah, I actually. Res- hmm? I'm sorry to interrupt. Is she the same person as Sherry Shepard? No, she no. is not. Because I saw one of them in the airport. I don't know which one is which. I right, never mind. They look nothing up. <laughs> anyway, ignoring PL. <laughs> Lovey Love um, brought up. She's speaking about black men and cheating. And I mean, to paraphrase, please go look at the clip on YouTube. Yes. But s- simply paraphrasing, what she said is that she feels that black men who are powerful and have a lot of money feel as though they can treat women any kind of way mm-hmm. and they can cheat on them without any, you know, repercussions. And um, then she kind of also went into uh, slavery, slavery and- being at the uh, bottom of why they can't maintain or why black people can't maintain a cohesive family mm-hmm. because, you know, in slavery we were, you know, torn apart and people sent different places. And um, and so th- she's saying that this is still showing up in the black family now, and that is hence why black men are cheated. So stereo bros, I I mean I don't want to ask the general question of like do all black men cheat, but what we parts don't. of what parts of her uh, rhetoric or her commentary 
do you agree with or not agree with? So it's really my question. I'm going to keep it really brief, right? Because it's 2020 and I've turned a new leaf. And this year, one of the things I'm not going to do is bash meatballs at all. I see. I see. Thank you. Know you. I mean? Thank you. So, yeah. I mean, because I, I like meatballs. I mean, like I go to meatball shopping all the time. And that show, what's it called? The meatball shop? The view, no, I'm sorry. No one the is real. What's it called? What's it called? <laughs> what's it called? What? The Why meat? are you calling them meatballs? A bunch of chubby women talking crazy. I the can't. meatball shop. All right, are Sam, all of them chubby? All right. Ooh. All of them aren't chubby. On the view on the view? A bunch of meatballs in the seal. Uh, who's, it, who's the seal? I don't know. Amanda Seal? Oh. Oh. Listen. No need no re- need for name calling here. That's her name. Her name is Amanda Seal. Oh, that's what you meant by the seal? Yeah, isn't oh. that her name? The seal? Amanda Seal. You can make your point without commenting on Shout people's to Myron physical Roll. appearance. Shout yes. to Myron Roll. But, uh... Oh, anyway. I don't know who that... I don't <laughs> she wrongfully... Like, she heard that he backed his meat out on the chick on a date. So she she went on platforms, bad mouth and son. Uh-huh. And no, that was a poor taste. That was a poor taste. Nah. What she did, I do believe, wasn't. We didn't talk about that. Here? We did. We, we did, did. We did. We did. Um, but yeah, she called him out. She didn't have to name him. It was over the top. She's over he, the top. He's a he's a surgeon. You risk this, this man's whole profession. Well, over hearsay. I don't think that it was hearsay. I. It wasn't a first-hand account. That's hearsay. Yeah, it wasn't a first-hand account, and I don't believe it was her place to put him on. Thank you. And put him on blast. Now, right. with respect to the to the meatball. Hey, sorry. Stop calling them meatballs. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That's wrong of me. I shouldn't do that. With respect to, what's her name? Lonnie. Yes. Lonnie. Miss Love T. That's it. Period. Listen. <laughs> I'm going to call her Lonnie. I'm going to call her Lonnie. Right? Lonnie right? Love. God damn it. <laughs> Miss Love. I think that she's right. Power corrupts. But you can't limit that to black guys because all guys with money be, not all. A lot of guys with money be wilding. Yeah. So you can't sit there and say, oh, black guys, because, yo, listen, Epstein, Weinstein, mm-hmm. all these white guys with money been wilding. You mm-hmm. can't look at it and say, like, Robin Thicke cheated on Paula Patton, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can't look at it and say it's black guys. Mm-hmm. I think what she should have said was power corrupts men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just, okay, mention Kevin Hart, but also mention any white guy, like uh, Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. But maybe she cheated. I think she may have been speaking to her own experience. Her own bias. Like she's biased. Mm -hmm. But I also think that, listen, I'm tired of black women getting on platforms and bashing our men. Like Oprah doing these documentaries. Mm -hmm. Nah, like you're not helping our community because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, there is a huge population of black families that are are lit. Mm -hmm. Some are married, some are not. Mm -hmm. But they're doing what they have to do for their family. Mm -hmm. But that's never broadcast. Right, mm-hmm. because the narratives that they want you to believe is that there's the welfare queen and the aspiring rapper or the drug dealer. That's all we got in our community. If you leave it to the media, mm-hmm. right? That's not the reality. So at the end of the day, not all black men cheat. Not all black women are welfare queens and all other nonsense. And when you have these narratives being spun by people like her on a, pl- what really bothered me was that. The View is a national well, platform. She's on the real. The real. Sorry, they, they, I don't. I don't know the difference. I don't. I don't know the difference. Very different. The real is kind of like the contemporary, modern, younger, millennial version of the View. View, right? Okay, same shit to me. But <laughs> it's very different, actually. Okay, 
<laughs> but the thing about it is that people watching that may never see a black person on the street mm-hmm. and they hear a black person on TV saying that it's confirming their bias. Right. Right? And I think that she's feeding stereotypes for no reason. Mm-hmm. If she had a blog post and said black men step up, I could even respect that. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that you're not even dating a black guy. Mm-hmm. And the optics on that is that really the the optics on that look crazy because it's like, well, you sworn on black guys and you're dating a white guy, and that's so. Listen, I'm all for interracial marriage if that's or dating if that's what you choose to do. Mm-hmm. I have several friends who date, you know, various people of various races. Mm-hmm. So it's not that. It's more so it's irresponsible to get on a platform like that and talk spicy broadly like that. Yeah. Like, to me, that's mad irresponsible. Yeah. I just think that when white women get together, they'll be like, these white guys, they right. be cheating, girl. They don't do that. Like, they, they don't, don't do that. Do that. Yeah, don't like, do that. I just, like, men, men cheat. Like, men, so women, women cheat also. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it's, it's fair to, again, like you said, get on your platform and speak in that manner. But I also do feel, like you said, that when men have money or or power of some sort, they feel like they can or they're entitled to do certain things. Like it is their right because they work so hard for what they have that they can do whatever they want to do despite the feelings of their partner, right? Um and, you know, also, she didn't really speak about this, but I'm just like, the music that we listen to or, you know, your people that listen to your gunman tunes and your trap subs, music. Subs, all subs. Um, you want to cry in a Wraith or you want to cry in a Honda? Right, exactly. All of that. All those future people is the Honda talking all the same, the it's same sport, rhetoric. It's, it's kind of like an expectation that... I, there's some song where it's like, you knew I was a... You, you knew... You, you know I'm a... Um, Can you I'm a trap. I'm a... I'm a huh? That K. Michelle song, Can You Say In The Rain? No. no. It's a rap song that they play on the radio in the morning, but there's a line where he's like, you know, you know I'm a I'm a I'm a hustler, I'm a trapper, you you signed up for this, basically. Mm-hmm. And like that's, that's and BS you rhetoric. knew you knew I was gonna know he says you know I was gonna treat you bad. Right. Like as if you know, like it's okay, Yo, right? Sam, Sam cut her mic and, and cue David Ruffin, my girl. Right, exactly. Like, let's go back to those times. I just feel like, again, no matter who treats, black, white, Hispanic, whoever, as women, you should make it known that you don't stand for that. Like, or you are, it's not acceptable for you. But I think that we're in a time where I hear a lot of women say, well, you know, all men cheat. Or, you know, um, I don't understand why that's like acceptable mm-hmm. in in this day and age, especially. Yeah, I think she was. I, I echo everybody's sentiment about her being irresponsible with her platform because I think that generalization was just too far too strong. And then, like, I'm almost mad Amanda Seals gave it credibility because she's a very like we all know, you know that she's always a culturally commentating like you know what I mean she's already she always brand- saying the wrong shit no 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 but she's branded herself as somebody who who can and will consistently comment on I will culture. say that 70 65 to 70 percent of the time I'd be rocking with what she's saying oh same here but same the here. rest I'd be like girl same here <laughs> what, I, what, what I think like 
so with Lonnie, in respect to Lonnie, I feel like she it was it was a bit irresponsible because I couldn't even follow her her rationale the whole way. Halfway slavery. through, I was like, slavery. What are we talking about? Right. Here? You know, because I think other shit happened. Other mad other shit happened. <laughs> Jim Crow. So I'm just like my thing is, um, and and you have to give respect to the fact that like you know all the other shit have or have deeper connections to why some fam the state of the black family now. You know, um, I think what. What is, um, what is, what I hate to see is two, two things. One, comparative suffering where people are like, well, black women suffer the most because of X, Y, Z and a third. Oh, well, black men are actually, you know, um, you know, they do this out of all this trauma and all this, this, and they never learn. And it's like, but we know now. Mm -hmm. So for me, it always comes down to personal integrity. It's like people who are hurt cheat. People who are unsatisfied cheat. Insecure. They can insecure cheat. It has nothing to do with fucking slavery. Like, I mean, I get it as the whole family unit. If we're reaching and we want to build a story about the pathology of how one could never be comfortable in a healthy relationship, but that's still based on an individual. It's not a group of people. People, right. Mm. I myself have gotten into conversations with other black women at, at like very public establishments where, you know, chicks At the library? Are, I mean, no, actually, it was like at Applebee's. I got into this verbal argument. Applebee's, <laughs> Applebee's is lit. With um, this young lady who was like, black men don't support their families. And, it, and I, said, I said to her, I said, yo, the numbers are overwhelming. They overwhelmingly show you that black men are more involved than ever before. And, and in such large number. number. Right. So it's like, why are we still building arguments on archaic like narratives that this is this is broken and this is not because no. they sound good and they, they get they give you viral moments right. and they and get you don't people have to do riled any up. Actual research, right? Because the reality of the situation is people are cheating. Yes, it's not going to go away as long as you have microwave culture. Right. As long as you have music, product, movie, yeah, as long as you have insecure people who are willing to play that position of, of being somebody's side something, you know right. what I mean? As long as you're willing to have people who are going to disrespect themselves to have a taste Ooh, of something, preach. you're going to have people who are willing to participate in that nonsense. Mm -hmm. And so I, I hate what she did in terms of like this black man there. The optics are fucking terrible. On this shit because you're dating this white guy. And I feel like, I feel like, you know, there are Latin men. There are Asian men. Mm -hmm. If you got a chance to talk to some white women about how white men with money treat right. them, it's like dogs. They treat right. them like dogs. So I'm like, I'm like, it's not fair to black men to say, you know, black men cheat because of X, Y, and Z, and the third. That shit is all I think what, what it was she wanted was to bring, to she needed she needed to bring the lie. She brought the logic in after. Right. Or attempted to bring the, the correlation right. between black men and cheating. She was like, oh yeah, slavery. Right. Like, right. as if to give them a, right. reason, a reason for it, but not but really. Not really. <laughs> it, it sounded like she, like, it was a fucking reach. It was a reach. That's and, what it was. The thing yeah. too is that with slavery, what was fucked up was slavery was that motherfuckers would come into your house yep and, and tell you to bring your wife outside bring your wife outside so you can smash yeah that's not gonna make you cheat on her yeah exactly that's gonna make you more empathetic yeah. right right. or so, it make you fear the concept of like 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 you can't protect you, this you can't unit. commit you can't commit because you don't know if she's gonna disappear and those those things might be embedded in some of our family lineages mm -hmm. right Right. and but, that's fine but, but people just gotta look at shit like reconstruction was like a good 12 years yeah. of trying to fix the country. Yeah. Shit ended because yeah. of Tilden Hayes. Mm -hmm. Spoke about that. The election of 76. Right? Spoke about that already. But then you had Jim Crow. Yeah. Right? 
And Jim Crow legit had people shook to the point where the Great Migration took, took folks from the, the Deep South to Syracuse, Rochester, Baltimore, mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, yeah, true. So where I'm going with it is that I understand that there is a segment of black guys that ain't ish, but you got to put that on a broader spectrum. People, people with power and money generally... If they never had it before, mm-hmm. it corrupts, and it's men. It's men and women, because mm-hmm. there's women that will use guys too. Like there's rich women that to be on some like, you're the flavor of the week, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. And if you're used to having power or money, you won't value it the same way you value people, mm-hmm. right? But if you take somebody that never had anything and give them everything they ever wanted in life, power, money, anything else, will they act? Dangerous cocktail for Accordingly, on the first time, no. Yeah. Like, the first time I touched a couple of dollars, I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy Hennessy every weekend. <laughs> Did you really? And then Grand Crew, yeah. Okay. First first real job in Albany, I was buying Grand Crew and playing Max B every weekend. <laughs> every weekend. I and I was. So cool. No, no. Was, back in the day, it was Max B, gotta have it. Oh, okay. Touched it in Miami. Oh, yeah, okay. The, the, the classics. Right, and I was also every weekend going to Mild Wally's and getting a personal pizza, mm-hmm. a thing of pasta, and wings okay. every weekend. Right, and I thought I was living it up. And granted, at the time, so like, you were the man then. You you had power and authority in your in your own way at the time. I've never been the kind of person that looked at that that kind of stuff as like, oh wow. So even now, was like the things I'm doing in life. I don't look at it as like, oh look at me. To mm-hmm. me, it's more like. What's next? Mm-hmm. Right, but there's some people that, oh, they get a good job with benefits. I'm the man. Right. Right. And you got to deal with me out here with at, these hoes. At, so at 16, like, that's, at 16 I was working for a lawyer. So I've always been used to just going. And I've never been made to feel like in life, like I was the man. Mm-hmm. Even though I went to specialized schools and and I was smart and, you know, accomplished certain things, I was never made to feel like it's enough. Mm-hmm. So I never, ever felt, like, comfortable with success, I always feel like I wanted more because mm-hmm. success to me is contagious. Mm-hmm. First time you get a three five GPA, you want another one, right? Another one, another one, another. right? But the person that's not used to it is going to take them to like, oh, look at me, right? Well, I think, and that's why I think she did a disservice to the community with her explanation. I feel like had she framed, if, especially if she was going to be addressing black people exclusively, she should have framed it around maybe emotional intelligence and and explain why why black men might be at a deficit emotionally. You know, maybe they have it they do, they have not yet figured out how mm-hmm. to balance the pursuit of professional ambition and maintaining healthy relationships. Oh. That that makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. But to to reach and be like, "Oh bitch, it's fucking slavery and all black men think that they could treat people terribly and if you look into my private life, here goes this white guy." It's like, "Sis, I don't know who paid you, but this shit is looking all bad, and I don't understand the logic behind it. I think, personally, if we were, had to talk about, and we don't have the time to, to delve all the way into blackness and cheating, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, if we had to explore it at depth, I think we can all come to the understanding that it it really comes to just emotional intelligence and being, being for so long not able to even express emotionally, mm-hmm. being so long taught that in order to be a man, you needed multiple women. Right. That was that's that in made, your that genetic was an expression coding. of your have your a fruit bowl, tramp. Right, like that is your genetic coding to for you to be promiscuous, for you to earn as much money as you can, for you to be hostile. Right, this, these were the qualifiers of what made a man, especially a black man. So for right now, we're in this awesome period where men get to 
pull away from those things and redefine it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it does not help the men of our culture, does not help any king anywhere to see you get on a platform and be like, well, black men with money do this. Because I know several who don't. Right. Or to to say what, 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 can we create do to right. create better bonds? Right, like not just not just put it out there, throw it out there. Like they that's what like it is. Shit. Right, right, right. yeah. You know like what, I mean? what what are we gonna do? Who who are the role models that should be reaching out to right. these people? And I don't think it's just by saying black men don't cheat. Right, that is not the that answer. That is not it. That is not it. Um, no, saying with a with a butterfly fucking mic. <laughs> that one right there. Is that one? Is that, that one? That is because not the answer. If 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 in fact the case is that you know if the argument was oh we looked at this. Statistic, and it says that this certain type of man cheats more, then you can ha- start having like Stop re- Haitian men. Really Stop doing it. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. 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 That's not nice. Sam, stand That's up for not white. Stand That's up, not white. Stand, stand up. For That's yourself, not white, man. man. Come on, man. Stand up for Come yourself. Man. Stand up for Come on, yourself. man. Stand up. Do you want me to take my That's mic not off? white. That's not white. Don't do that one. Don't do that one. Come on. Come on, man. But yeah, but basically that's that's it. I just wish that she had given Don't let that go that easily be. No, listen, just Don't I let wish, that go. I wish she had given it more thought because real the reality is even when Adrian tried to make it seem like no, this is a for everyone, everybody. She interjected was like, No, I'm talking about black men. I'm like, bitch, who hurt you? What is going on? Like, like what's happening? You know what I mean? Like so anyway, um my hope I my answer is that it's an it's an individual thing. There are characters in people that cause them to cheat, not skin color. Right. I agree. So I agree that. too. She fucked my vibe up. <laughs> did she? We she couldn't did. tell. It's all good because <laughs> Vibes Cartel has some new music. Okay. Oh, does he? Okay. And oh, my selection this week. Oh, excuse okay, me. you had the swerve. Excuse me. Yeah, Swerving. <laughs> He, he didn't even pull that one out before we started to let us hear it. Right. He had the sneaker, the, uh, he had it in the back pocket. No, I said this the same hours ago. Oh. Um, <laughs> Damn, okay. He did. This is Vibes Cartel, then you and me, and it's off of Vibes' new album mm-hmm. that just came out yesterday. So, shout out to my guy, Vibes Cartel. It's the second, weekend, second episode in a row. I have a Vibes Cartel song. Look at you. Vibes champ, if you can hear me. <laughs> Keep it cranking, brother. <laughs> Keep it cracking, cause this is his most like lovey dovey album. Is usually it? Oh, it's this like, is your bag, then. Usually it's like um cocky in her mouth. Like he's talking crazy usually. It's like, um, oh, uh it's either like summertime in Portmore and I'm happy, or it's like she's eating the whole cocky. And this one is instead of like, oh, like love and lovey dovey stuff. So yeah, he wish he could be laid up in the bed with some chick except well, he's probably th- got some tricks I think, in jail. Listen, yeah. uh, they, just can't, whole they albums, just can't stay over I'm the sure, weeks. I'm sure he's out there like bringing Johns in and all that. You know what I mean? Jaws? Johns. 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 Okay, Jones. I was like, what's up? What? I hope they put him on Rihanna's new album. I think so. I hope so. I think I think he'll be on Here's that. The people them where you that I found. I them quick for broke your vibes, dog. Treat you like a light bulb. On and off. But I when me do you that so cool You go out and you will for hurt me And me go out and me will for hurt you We keep going round in a circle Now this a can't love, this a surgery You too lie, me too jealous Me so close, you're so fed up Okay, I have another tune that can be used in your local safe Or cleaning, or doing laundry Or, or bashing or- men like Lonnie or or not. <laughs> um, this is by Skip Marley and her. The song is called Slow Down. It is such a great tune. I hope you guys enjoy it. 
going this year i'm i'm cooling it i might go to uber soca cruise later this year i don't think i don't i actually don't even know if that's gonna happen but if you go 2021 though i'm back up in there There you go i'm back up in there um but this is um fat by nadia batson yes shout out to the fluffies and all that man (laughs) shout out to the breast of sources too i can't (laughs) What? You don't like breast sources? I can't and I That's won't. That's a great dinosaur. I can't and I won't. <laughs> whoa, whoa, time I out. I can't and I won't. Time out. What's wrong with a breast sources? Wow. Shout out to Lizzo and, and all the fluffies, Jill Scott, Jasmine Sullivan. Um, right. All the other fluffies out there. Shout out to all the fluffies and all that, man. Like, I'm, 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 I'm very body image positive and all that. Right, exactly. We love it. We love it. I don't like breast sources. You don't like dinosaurs? I don't like the... They're not dinosaurs. They're women with, with, breasts. with breasts. With breasts. That's what you said. I'm talking about a dinosaur. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. Song time. Song time. <sighs> Listen, shout out to everybody rocking with us. Another year, new year, new us. But we're going to keep bringing you out this content. Go to the website. Subscribe. Repost the article on Boozy. Keep listening. Subscribe on your favorite platform. We're going to keep it coming. Look out for this year. More merch. Mm-hmm. A couple of things we got in the pipeline we, we ain't going to talk about just yeah, yet, but yet. just know that, that we working. Yeah. Not like the, the dude in the hood with a picture of a rapper in the club working, but like we actually like working, working. <laughs> so my, my quote for the week to send y'all off on is, you're the villain in somebody's story, so don't worry about that. Get your bag, bro, or mm. sis. Mm. Wise words. Um... My parting words for you guys is that this is Q1 of 2020. This is the first quarter. If you did not plan to execute anything in Q1, please do not try to plan and execute at the same time. (laughs) All right. Q1, that's your first three. Some people might consider it four months, three and a half months Mm -hmm. of the year. If you wanted to execute in Q1, you should have planned for it in Q4 of 2019. So take it easy. It's okay. You know, use this this first couple months to get your your bearings, set your foundations, to start routines and habits that are going to give you a winning Q2, Q3, and Q4. All right? Mm. So you don't have to, like, stumble all over yourself trying to execute and plan at the same time if you didn't get a chance to do it last year. So 
uh, let's approach this differently. Let's work smarter, mm-hmm. not harder. And like, let's set some real good Goals. foundation, some real good roots in Q1 so that the rest of your decade is ultra lit. Right. And it's 2020. By now, you've fucked up all your resolutions. So <laughs> now it's time to live life for right. 2020, right? <laughs> okay, in. let's get back to it. Right, um, for real. Yeah, just positive vibes. That's it. So again, www.cerebros.com. Follow us on IG, Twitter. Subscribe on your favorite streaming platform. Over and out. No matter what we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.